I want you to know that like I understand the way you feel with an extreme amount of empathy. I am getting a little tired of the hospital Astrid or Triangle. We're, we're navigating it the best we can. It's just a shitty situation, but I'm mostly getting over her. I'm not here for it. I'm just not. I just don't like hearing about this love triangle spat constantly over and over again. I want to be there for Abora, but if it just becomes a repetitive cycle, it's gonna drive me fucking crazy. There's a whole lot of bullshit going on, and fed up with it. Fed up. <laughs> Melissa, yeah. let's go to the culture. Let's go get a shot, girl. Ooh, let's, let's go, go, let's, let's go. And I got some tea. I got some tea. Watch out for trap doors. Bye. 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 <laughs> I, do I just figured the queens had already said it. I didn't need to say anything. I was just like, gesture to Eva and Melissa. That's what I have to say about the love triangle. I am so uninterested in this. I just don't find it fun i don't find it even like campy you know it's like so I, I just can't weird. get into it yeah yeah and and it it really i mean oh yeah yeah and i i had to keep that little clip at the end of kendra being like hey melissa let's go to the cauldron and get a shot like i thought oh that's that but that we love that like schmackty transition you know mm, that for sure can i steal you for a second kind of moment yeah no absolutely the the focus this season on this love triangle is an odd choice. And I'm now questioning the editors, these story producers, because I just don't know why they think we want this. My, you know, what I'm thinking, because I, I tend to, I don't know, I, I feel like the Dragula story editors and whatnot, there's, there's like an intention there. I feel like there's a reason... Like Dracula isn't the ty- hasn't been the type of show to really like meditate on this kind of like shallow boring drama. So I kind of almost feel like this is all a setup for something that's going to happen in like the next two episodes. I mean, oh, act a fool, girl. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, right? That, uh, yeah, I'm maybe it'll be like Ellen Hunt. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to be optimistic about it because it is. I think there's some interesting subtext. But ultimately, all we're really seeing is like, you know, Abora being like, yeah, I'm just like really trying to get over this. And, you know, and like Hoso <laughs> is just like, what do you mean? I don't I don't know what's going on. And then there's Astrid with her extreme amounts of empathy. And I have tried to be extremely empathetic every week. But at this point, Dragula is insisting I find her annoying. And oh, so I'm no. like, you oh. win. Yeah. I will say there's two kind of with the love triangle and like the Astrid drama of it all, there's two things that emerge that I do find interesting. So Eva's kind of like playing the fence. I actually find that quite interesting to see that commentary. Uh, And then the editor's choosing to show us that, right? That Eva's kind of playing both sides and it's a little weird. And I think, was it Melissa who calls her out in the confessional? Mm -hmm. Like, Anyway, I find that interesting. I think gay people do that a lot. Um, we're used to being the teacher's pet, but also want to be one of the cool kids. Yeah, no, that is actually what I think. The, that's the fruits of the labor when it comes to this love triangle is Eva, because there is kind of this like narrative driven by Melissa of like, oh, Eva's being two-faced. But I don't know, as one of those gay kids, I'm like, I actually think I'd probably be doing what Eva's doing. Like, to be honest, like I was like, yeah, this is probably what I would do. And I don't think it's necessarily two-faced. I think that you can find what someone's doing annoying and Mm. then try to help them stop doing it by being a friend, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I don't think it's two-faced at all. Uh, I think it's uh, obviously like not consistent maybe because what Eva is, I think what, what Melissa or whoever it is uh, was calling out is that Eva wouldn't say that stuff in front of Abora, right? And that's kind of like, well, you got to be able to tell Abora. I think I would be a version of Eva, but I'd certainly be the one to be like, look, folks, get over yourselves. Focus on this competition. Like, you need to just, like, you know, kind of clean yourselves up. 
stop focusing on this. Abora, you need to get over it. You really just need to get over it. Hozo, you need to reject her. You know, I would just call it out. I'd be one of those witches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Hoso, come over here. Even yep. uh, Abora, sit down. Hoso, <laughs> yeah. reject Abora. Yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I'd be the teacher's aide <laughs> yeah. that's asked to do this with the kids in the classroom. Like, listen, you stole her lunch money. You come right over here, and now you say sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm hiding behind the, like supersized bag of famous Amos, you know, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> like, oh God, confrontation. Um, yeah, no, well, it's be- gotta happen. I think in this situation, I feel like why I would probably can be doing what Eva's doing is there is that way in which, and I, you know, I don't know, but when I see someone like Abora, and we've all navigated someone like Abora who like is just in their cups, deep oh in their God. feelings, and you're like, oh. Emo kid. Right. And you're like, I just feel like I have to wear kid gloves with you. I just, I feel like if I tried to like give you tough love, you would just like crumble, Mm. you know? And so like you kind of, you can't have that moment of like, Abora, I know you're heartbroken right now, but you're also really annoying. You know, like I wouldn't do that. I just, I wouldn't say annoying, but I would definitely be like, look, you, I, I would. It would be a version of Eva. Eva has the kid gloves on. I think I would kind of take some of them off. I don't know. I'd do a little bit more of like um, bare skin. <laughs> I mean, you know, just a tip. You know, just to see how it feels. <laughs> Let's just try it. You know. I don't know. I I just find. And again, we're we're starting this discussion talking about this love triangle hopefully so that we don't have to talk about it again um, I did say there were two things that were interesting about this love triangle the other one that I love because as to your point like Dragula is telling us to be annoyed at Astrid they are the editors I don't think are even having it because they just keep showing us Coco Coco's reaction mm-hmm. I actually thought uh, if there was a visual clip of the week it was going to be Coco's slow blink at <laughs> oh my god Astrid doing the bleep bloop 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 yep. oh <laughs> my god cherish. that yeah. slow blink was so incredible you know what it reminded me of she at that moment she was giving me Melissa from the real world New Orleans <gasps> Melissa would do one of those uh, slow blinks she would it was also um it's similar to the Viola Davis gif oh the like getting up and taking yes. the purse yeah absolutely. it was kind of like I'm uh-huh. done with this child yep I know <laughs> they continue to just like Cut to Coco. Cut to Coco. And yeah, she's doing it for them. And yeah. I love that. I love that. I love at the end when, you know, they're, oh God, we should, I thought this might have been your clip of the week as well. It, it's a, it's a, a contender, but a bo- Astrid kind of that whole compilation. I just didn't her think talking it was about fair she- to make everyone listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the Star Spangled Banner underneath is a choice, Mary. Mm. And then to edit in Coco towards the end saying, well, you do got bratty behavior, though. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Thank the best. Thank you for doing it again. Yeah. They're yeah. not holding back. I just don't. I, I think they're setting this up. Something is about to explode with Astrid or not. I don't know. But like. How could you not? They're telling us something that's going on that we're not all seeing. They're setting something up with like, what if would would Hoso sacrifice themselves for a Bora? Oh no, They're like, that better not happen. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like what we're watching right now in in episode. No, this is episode three. Next week we can play Jiggly, saying we are on episode four. <laughs> so I won't play it this oh, God, week. It's the fourth. It's the fourth floor show. Yeah, it's the fourth floor show. Um, but you know what? Just to remind people, we are on episode four. three. Uh, we are on episode three, Jiggly. Um, but maybe everything we're watching right now which is kind of annoying, is the setup for one of those big goopy twists like, oh shit, she just totally sacrificed herself or, oh shit, Astrid just had a meltdown or, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, And then it almost seems like looking back, you're like, oh, I see the build up, you know what I mean? And you appreciate it differently, you know? So I, I'm on the fence, kind of like I'm playing Eva right now because I don't know if I should trust the editors or if I should be like, oh, no, they know exactly what they're doing. Because I see it with the Coco stuff that they know exactly what they're doing. And then they're showing us this love triangle. I feel like the editing, and or at least the story and the direction of Dragula is starting to feel a lot more like Drag Race. And I'm not in... And Drag Race is just another beast. I'm just like not into it. It feels so 
emulated with like, you know, the entrance into the boudoir and all of these kind of producer prompts and stuff like that. I just don't find it interesting. I find it uh, just a little cliche at this point or contrived. That's probably the word. And I, I don't know if I trust them yet to be giving us this goop because I just don't think we're going to get it. And it depends on what what the contestants are going to give because, like, what we're not getting is, like, you're a trigger-happy alcoholic who has to pop his Xanax every five minutes. Like, Uh we're not getting – like, you have to think about, like, what they're giving. Like, Vicky's Vicky's got work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, she's got to win this competition. She's got to win this competition, (laughs) which, god damn it. uh, God damn it. I mean, oh, I have proof in the pudding. I have like a winner's edit type of clip for sure. But yeah, go ahead. but I so I feel like there's also just like what are they getting? And what's interesting is that like then kind of it almost seems like out of the blue. Then we get like the realty from Melissa, who's like, oh, my husband left me a week before I came mm-hmm. to this competition, mm-hmm. and it's like what love love triangle you know what i mean and yeah. so it's interesting of like what the queens are giving and when they're giving it because that is certainly like much more drama certainly not in the room drama but at least more real than this like nonsense she, she doesn't she's not rejecting me yeah, uh, yeah you know i yeah i have no time for it i will say what it's interesting that they brought the producers were literally like kendra Go take Melissa into the other room, into the uh, cauldron, yeah, so that we can get that story because this is taking up way too much space in here. Right. Like I just feel like those three are totally unaware of how much space they're taking up. I mean, I I I do think there is some of that too. It and it's um, I don't know. It I I'm curious what they are either thinking watching this or while they were filming it, like was there that sense that kind of anybody watching it and other people in the room were feeling of like, now is not the time. You know what I mean? Like this is, it It just, it does feel like such an obvious distraction that it's like, Hoso, don't you have a lot of work to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They don't is the, is what I'm I kind guess of they did make tinfoil hats, you know? Right. And you know what I loved about like, I don't know, I would love to just see it, but they they told us they didn't show us that Coco made that gun in three hours out of random things, and I'm like, show us that. I don't want to see this other fighting stuff. Like, show us that because mm-hmm. I want to know how much time. You know, like literally, Coco is like, oh, they're filming the love triangle. Yeah, I'll work on this gun. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's like really, you think about it. Like, we probably get like three minutes of like you know here's what here's what my look is and how i'm putting it together mm-hmm. you know out of like an over an hour episode and yeah, so right, right. like I'm, and given how produced the floor shows are and how like complex they are i don't feel like seeing all those details takes anything away from like the final product you know um i don't feel like Same. they need to keep it you know keep it hidden until we see it you know yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's I would like to see them working on things. I don't know, or show us one thing. I don't know. I that's kind of where I am with this love triangle. It's taking up too much space, and I'm a little. I'm looking at the story editors, story producers, editors. I don't know whose jo- whose job it is, but it's like this is too much. This is too much. I'm I'm gonna just be optimistic that there's a long game here that it's like oh this is like when people say like oh you just have to stick with it for the first few episodes and then the show gets good like maybe mm. that's gonna happen I but when someone says that though I'm like oh well then I guess I'm never gonna see that show you know like well that's yeah there's a couple of shows like that with me yeah um, it's it's tough it's like oh well oh what was it um it took me a while to watch Ozark. Oh yeah, uh-huh. But I did end up watching and I was like, oh, Julie Julia Julia Garner is fucking phenomenal. Okay, I'm watching it for her, right? Um Yeah, I know. I one day I'll watch that, you know, cuz I like Laura Linney too. So Oh, she, she Oh god, it's just Jason Bateman is such like a sponge, right? Yeah. He's just like he just sucks everything up. Um but she is she is also a reason to watch that show. The women on that show are the reason to watch that show. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, like Drag Race will ever do like an acting challenge called Hozark? <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my horn button? I know. Where is the that is <laughs> not is. funny button. <laughs> <laughs> 
with the sigh. This was not funny. <laughs> Hozark. Yeah. Hozark. I did love the joke. Um, I think Hoso made it where it was like, uh, it was Coco. It's like, you know, this. Sh- she took the challenge to sci-fi, from sci-fi horror to sci-fi horror. And I'm like, okay, I, you know. And it's good. like, and you know, fair point, but also like uh, Pizza Monster. I loved Coco this week, uh, so don't care. Coco, Coco on the floor show in the boudoir, every in the confessionals, continues to just be the one that I trust. Yeah, like I want Vicky to win and I yep. need Coco to stay and and keep being Coco, you know? I think I need Coco to facilitate, you know, the rest of the, sh- the show, the rest of the season in terms of like, nope, I'm going to tell the audience exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's real. I mean, certainly... Uh, Fabulous narration, fabulous commentary, a commentary and narration. I mean, it mm-hmm. just, uh, it, it's, mm. yeah, she, she was such a, like, she's not my BSA this week, but was a BSA this week. So I, they, they kind of start out this episode without the Boulets doing a opening gag. I'm a, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed we're not getting that stuff. Yeah, the gags. Long? I keep forgetting they're not doing them. And then when you mention that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Why not do the gags? <sighs> it was one of my favorite things that set this show apart. And it's like, look, you're on Shudder. These episodes can be an hour. and It's not like they're editing them out because there's not enough time. They're choosing not to do them. And I, I don't like that direction. I... I really liked this show. I do still like Dragula, but I liked this show so much more when it was very different from Drag Race. And that was one of the things that set it apart. Yeah, and they were always a little bit different, and they always felt like there was references. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'd be curious, especially for a season like this, like you, you'd almost assume that for a Drag Race, you know, a Drag Race, a Dragula Titan season, then the sketches would be kind of like a little amped up or might have more guests of other, you know, Dracula mm. monsters, who knows? Mm. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Again, this, that's kind of like my thesis after watching this episode is I feel like more and more I'm getting a drag race producer emulation, right? That these newer people that are coming on to make this Dracula bigger, which is a good thing are taking, taking notes from other reality shows. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of liked it when it was the kids in the basement. They've moved up from the basement to like the Florida room in the back. Uh huh. You know, the one where like normal, like there's a lot of storage back there, you know, (laughs) they don't really sit out there that much. There's an old bird cage. Yes. Yes. There's an old bird cage. There's like an old, like a glider couch that like has a dirty cushion on it. Yeah. An Adirondack chair. And Adir- oh, there's of course there's with one broken arm. On it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's boxes. There's some fishing rods in a corner. Uh-huh. Umbrellas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a really, a really faded clock. You know? There's a random tarp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Fold it up and there's some rope with it. So it's like, what are we doing? I feel like there's a broken trampoline. I yeah. Well, there's Small a fun, one, there's a know. funny story behind that. You know, <laughs> actually, it was pretty horrific. Yeah, it was and pretty it awful. The, the bird cage. Yeah, actually. yeah. Your sister nearly <laughs> sliced open her Achilles tendon. <laughs> we had to take her to Metamerge with her in the trampoline just to be careful. Oh, she nearly cracked her head on open in the concrete. Man. Yeah. You I know. mean, you know, let me tell you, every day we, we go to bed and we think, God, were we lucky? God, were we lucky? Uh, Yeah. They just haven't, you know, thought to bring it out to the curb yet. No. I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's a sense of like, this reminds us of what we have. Uh, anyway. um, So they start out the episode again where it, it just feels like. I don't know. It, it feels like, oh, another day in the workroom. I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I it just know. It feels like that. Well, here's but a, it's... Go ahead. Here's a question. Uh, amid all this banter, you know, in regards to Eva winning, Vicky says, oh, what a great way to spend Halloween. And of course, that episode came out like Halloween, like midnight on Halloween. And so it was like, was... You know what I mean? So like, was this film? When was this film versus why did she say that? You know what I'm saying? Because when we talked about this, it was like, well, they certainly couldn't know like when this was going to air. But the way she was talking, it was as if like they knew. 
maybe they knew. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it was filmed then, so they must have known. Right, because uh, it's like that. that was some random comment. I didn't even think twice about that. I'm kind of like, okay. It would have been like a year ago. It was crazy. So anyway. Yeah, I don't think that was it. Um, but Abora uh, has this whole thing with Erica, which, you know, again, I'm just like, I don't oh. really care about this. Erica, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, airtime. Uh, she got like no airtime this episode, even though her look was like one of the most elaborate up there. I mean, I, I liked, I really loved parts of her look and, you know, and then the, I think the bodysuit was a little, you know, um, they mentioned that. I appreciated that. They mentioned that the drop yeah. crotch with the high waist didn't really work. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't really embellished very well, but waist up. I was oh. like, Oh girl, you better fucking work. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was exciting. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, this little chit chat, you know, there is uh, the only thing I really have to say is just, uh, of course, Coco saying that it's Ofska for Yavska. And when she says something about Yavska being bodied, it just brought me back to my favorite oh. quote from All Star 7. Mm -hmm. well, it wasn't even from All Star 7. It was like Monet talking about All Star 7. Mm. Now she body jinx in that lip sync. She dog walked her. And I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Um, but anyway, I'm happy to move to, uh, you know, a little chit-chat with the Boulets. Yeah, I, uh, what, do you, what did you think? I mean, Mary, this episode kind of, like, really dragged on until the floor show. Because so, uh, I got the vomitorium. I'm like, okay. And, yeah. And then, I'm, and then it was the love triangle stuff. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll follow your lead, dear. All right. Well, all <laughs> I'll say about this, because I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we've covered all of this. You know, I mean, that's just me. That's my opinion. Little old Kendra. But I was thinking about, you know, this idea of a sci-fi horror challenge. And I was thinking, like, oh, what would I do? What would I do? There's so many options. Obviously, I love, like, what bitch pudding did and like it, there's i love the direction of going like going campy about it but i thought it'd be mm. so cool maybe a slightly inspired by vicky to come out and you have like you know and not it, astrid don't feel like you're an inspiration but you're the like xenomorph from alien but then you are ripley bursting through the alien's chest because mm. i was like how do i bring ripley into this but i don't want the yeah, alien I, coming I out of her the chest thing. right yes. and it's like well right. no i need her to still be like the hero no if this was a drag race runway i would come out in like the like the the, the, the spacesuit with the big hair from alien and it would be mm -hmm. like unzipped down to the belly button and then i would shimmy out of it at the end of the runway and i would have like a nice full bush under that tiny little pair of panties <laughs> And it would just be like just sexy and bushy, you know? Oh, uh, full seventies bush. Yeah. I'm just so into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, sci-fi horror is so niche because Alien just did it the best, right? And then mm -hmm. there's like killer clowns from outer space and um and and I think there was like an Apollo nine thing, right? Apollo ten, I forget what they called it. Um, like there was some mission where there were aliens when they went to Oh, there. I feel like there've been a bunch of those like smaller ones. There was like The Martian, I think. Oh, with, The Martian. Yeah. With the snakes, Matt Damon, and then there was like Ghosts on Mars, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's you go Ghosts on on Mars. Ghosts on Mars. You I don't know? know what I would do. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I I would obviously probably go to the aliens place. I almost said space. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I How this do we... challenge is. It, it's fine. I I would have gone campy. That's yeah. I would have gone somewhere with the Jetsons for sure. Like, how do we work in Sandra Bullock's character from Gravity? You know, I mean, there it is, Mary. Yeah, there it is. Like there that's is. like at least the hair. There'd be some kind of like allusion to her. Um, I don't know. Oh my god, that movie was so good. Uh, so other than that, yeah, I mean, uh, we've really I I think just that line from Abora once they go back to the boudoir of like. I just would like Hoso to reject me. Like, it's so, oh my God, it's just so depressing. Um, you know, it, it, it needs, I've been saying this uh, so much, and I need to say this now, and I'll mention it again later, is the ways in which Abor is giving me Laura Dern. And less of that and more of, because this week, especially in that moment when she's, you know, um, I just... I just wish Hoso would reject me. And she's got the black, you know, eye makeup on. She's giving me Amy Jellico from Enlightened. Have you uh -huh, seen Enlightened? Uh -huh. I've not seen it, but I know the 
poster. It, I mean, I would say you would, I think you'd get a lot out of it. I feel like it's a real, like, spiritual sister to the comeback. Mm -hmm. It's different, but, like, Amy Jellico is fascinating, and we would probably have so much to say about it in an episode. So it's worth it. It's a good binge because it's two seasons and it's a full story. And, you know, she is just, she's nuts. And Luke Wilson's kind of hot in it. Yeah, I just think about his crotch in the window of yeah. the Family Stone. Yeah. yeah, so that really carries me. And Molly Shannon really uh, turns it out as well, particularly in she's season brilliant. two. Yeah. yeah so, um, anyway, I think we can just get to the floor show because we actually have covered everything else. Uh, Melissa, Coco. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I just want to mention that when we do get those three minutes of the of the monsters talking about their looks, I. Deeply appreciated Erica bringing in Suspiria Red. I was like, ugh, that's oh, it. Always makes me happy to hear like a Suspiria reference on Dracula. Uh, I mean, that could have been interesting, right? Suspiria in outer space. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, Mother Marcos in like a little like you know space helmet. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. The the tinfoil hat part. It's almost. I mean, I love that they added it. I wonder why we heard the blurpity blurp music instead of, I mean, it was all just like kind of slow-mo shots. Um, was it because they put on music that they couldn't get the license to? You know what I mean? Um, but it, it, was, it was a joyful moment, uh, kind of silly. And I'm kind of like, do I want this or do I want to see Coco making that gun? Well, I want to see Coco making. I want to see Coco making that gun. I mean, this is as Eva said. Eva, you know, trying to be the camp counselor that Melissa is. Melissa's having a rough week. Uh, you know, this is stupid, but I kind of love it because everyone is having fun. Like this is mm -hmm. the Eva who wanted everyone to do their best cackle last week. Is mm -hmm. now like, you know what? I actually think like this is really gonna be a great summer. You know, like I really think <laughs> I'm really growing, and I feel like everyone's growing with me and you know, <laughs> through me. Oh God. Uh, there was one, um, quote that I should have clipped, but I didn't, but it's Kendra saying it to Melissa, I think the next day. And she's like, sister, how are you feeling? Uh -huh. today? Checking in on her. Yeah. <laughs> sister, Mary Kendra, <laughs> just little old Kendra. That's just me. My opinion. Little old Kendra. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, anyway. anyway, I think we can get to this floor show. We've got this guy, David does. Dalmatians, David 101 Dalmatians, this Malchian, yeah. and Alaska, who I thought was a little delight this week. A little delight. Um, yeah, I, I think she knew what she was doing. There was one moment that I couldn't tell if she was kind of making fun or what she, if she was really serious about it, but it was her critique of Eva. And did you, did you clock this when she's like, drag is oh, art yes. and art is subjective. And I subjectively think that this is really good. I'm like, you cannot be serious. I feel like she just wanted to work in that quote. I feel like she's just being a reference queen. Like, okay. I feel like Alaska, I've sometimes I'll just kind of write off as like, oh, it's just kind of the like vocal fry and a little kind of aloof. But uh, I, like great, but I don't know. Sometimes the personality, I'm like, I don't know how drawn I am to Alaska. But then I see her in situations like this, and it's like, ugh, you're like, you're just like very low key, you know? Um, oh, I think she's great. I actually, I, I quite like Alaska. What I, I kind of miss the the realty of Bob or even Trixie. Like I don't know if you're bringing a drag queen on to be a guest. Give critiques. I don't know. Teach him something. Yeah, she didn't give any critiques. It was just a lot of like, I think you're cool. Yeah. Right. Like, I love this. Oh, my God. You're fabulous. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, uh, we've, you know, we've talked about some of these floor shows, but maybe let's just uh, give some airtime to some moments we loved. I mean, I just like. I think what Coco does with her hips is like what Jimbo does with boobs, where it's just mm. next level size, where it, it it's beyond she does human. The boobs too, doesn't well, she? no, she does the boobs too, but this I always the boobs, but I feel like this week I noticed it with the hips, where it was like, oh my god, you are just like I, I'm obsessed with, with with what you're creating, and it's so beyond over the top. So I'm getting like kind of two references. I'm getting the 
Bugs Bunny girlfriend. Uh huh. From like Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Plus Bowsette. Mm. I don't. Oh, wait. I can look it up. Um, Please do. Bowsette. Bitch Puddin always wanted to be Bowsette. I think Bitch Puddin even did do a Bowsette look for Halloween once. Um, or just even for a drag show once. But uh, I'm getting Bowsette meets that like pretty little bunny girlfriend of Bugs Bunny. Oh, wow. She's very. Um, Bowsette's very racy. Bowsette is very racy. Oh my god, there's like yeah. a lot of nerds jerking off to Bowsette. <laughs> like the loads that have been blown. Well, because she's bad too, right? It's not mm-hmm. like Princess Peach who's kind of, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, she's just like, you know, she's stringing along this, you know, blue collar plumber. Uh, Bowsette will give it to you. Bowsette, you know? <laughs> Bowsette's doing ass to mouth. Like she is not afraid of nothing. Yes, yeah. she's doing ass to mouth. She's That's doing right. yeah. Bowsette does ass to mouth. Uh, and I love that for her. I, I do mean, too. I, no, I'm, I'm with I, her. I'm yeah. all. You know what? Go for it. Go for the gold, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, let I, me have it. Yeah, absolutely. I am. You know, what's uh, that song? Put it in my mouth. Yeah, I said my motherfucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, I Coco again is. Uh, I I love I love how she is entering this competition similar to a Louisiana purchase where it's like, no, I'm just going to keep doing this. This is what I do. It's Dragula plus ho. Yeah. And it's, it's consistent and it's good and it's entertaining. And I like that. I can see it similar to how I can always see Hoso in Hoso's looks. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's still kind of that signature thing, kind of what they were talking about on drag race UK. It's like, yeah, I someone like Coco, someone like Hoso. It's like, Oh, I, I see your brand. I see what you do in each look. And it's it made me kind of appreciate it even more, this look especially when, and again, why I wanted to see her make the gun. But I think Drac said, like, I, this is the type of drag that I love because you you just put something together in three hours, like just mm-hmm. out of random things. And I think you and I both love a towel dress moment. We love that kind of like, oh, this, this is a mop, but now it's a, Wig, you know, mm-hmm. people that just kind of refurbish or repurpose things to make them something else. It's also why we loved, uh, God, uh, why am I blanking? Saint. Oh, you know, sure. It's, yep. It's, mm-hmm. it's just something that's very simply stated, but has a very high impact. Yeah. When the drag kind of feels like an unconventional materials challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's impressive. It's more impressive than someone who probably has a lot of money. And like Astrid and can just like, I don't know. I don't know if Astrid has a lot of money, but you know what I mean? Like buy expensive looks and then, or expensive materials and then put something together. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in comparison to Astrid's again, and I think at this point I'm also just really put off by the energy of Astrid. I can't say that it's bad drag. It's all really good, well put together, but I, I, it wasn't, it just doesn't, just doesn't hit any nerves for me. I don't know. It was really really impeccably made i will say i will always give flowers to astrid for looking really really great and being creative it's it's you're right there's there's something in the pick me energy to her that's that just kind of gets on my nerves yeah it like outshines the drag is like that energy of like you know uh yeah pick me choose me love me yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know Abora, it's <laughs> you know. a Gray's reference. It is. Way. I know. I know. I know. Well, I know you know, yeah. but I'm, I'm just saying it out loud. If they you don't know, know, then you know. No, Wendy. <laughs> no, Wendy. Um, no, Wendy. So, uh, Abora, you know, I I felt like you know she was giving me a little America's Next Top Model broken doll. I was getting lots of broken doll from Abora, mm. but I mean. Was I getting space? No, of course not. I think that's like the running theme of like, I don't know what this is, but it's not, it doesn't, you know, fulfill the brief. It doesn't fulfill the brief. I will say the floor show that we were presented, I didn't see any of the clown stuff underneath really. Like it was, there was, 
the the presentation that they showed, the minute of her that they showed, I was like, uh, it's very different than what I'm seeing on the runway mm-hmm. or runway, the critiques. Um, but yeah, I how I love that they called it out there. They're like, how can we put her in the bottom though? Right. Like really, how can we actually do that? But you really can. You're like, you didn't do this challenge, girl. You didn't do this. Yeah. Um, I I wonder if you think like what it, what was the thought process with Abora? Because clearly she wasn't just trolling them, you know. Right. This is like there. I think from from their point of view, it's like you know, uh, I want to do. I want to almost take the genie approach. I want to take the brief and mm. then like go beyond it. But like you're going way too far beyond it, and it's starting to feel like you were never on it in the first place. You know. What did, uh, oh, it was Astrid, of course, who's like, she's not too creative, she's too pretentious. And I'm just like, yeah, I can see that, but I, it, yeah. I don't know if pretentious is the word I would use for a Bora. It takes a pot to see a kettle. I mean, I just don't know if that's the word I would use for this look, that it's pretentious. I just think it's, I think she got too lost in her head, in, connecting one planet to the next, you know? Yeah, she had her head in Uranus. Oops. Um, yeah, Abora, I'm glad she's still around. And I was almost like, uh, well, I would have kept Kendra. Because then, first of all, there wouldn't have been, there would not have been a, uh, a the love triangle stuff anymore. That would have just kind of been over, mm-hmm. which would have been a relief. And to be honest with you, Mary... I loved Kendra. I'm obsessed with this floor show. I mean, this was such bizarre phone acting. And what I love (laughs) is that I sort of knew what the narrative was, was that she was yelling at her mother and saying, well, my grandmother said I could go. She's your mother, bitch, grandmother, please. Like it sort of didn't make sense, but it made enough sense that I was like, I don't need the whole story. I just, I love that you're committed to this vague narrative, this vague oh. generational trauma you're playing out on a cell oh, phone. Right. I know. No, I know. I know. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. It was just this vague generational trauma. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, she's yelling at her mother who's a spoiled brat as she is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what I was getting. And then grandmother bitch, I was just picturing the woman from Flowers in the Attic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Louise <laughs> Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, bitch, this is Flowers bitch, in the Attic. Bitch. Yeah. She's basically like, eat the cookie, eat the cookie, eat the cookie. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I, uh, she's, the, she's the granddaughter. I love this. You know what? It was... So the acting was bad, but in a John Waters way bad because it was so committed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was just the inflection that didn't make any sense when she was yelling things. So, like, I don't know if you can hear this, but I have it on my phone. Let's see if I can play it. It's just, it's just the... Do you want me to edit the clip in later? Oh, yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. I'm out with the girls. I'm going to the pros and pros later. Grandmother bitch said it was fine. It's her fucking money. You know she's your fucking mother. Bitch, bitch, grandmother bitch. <laughs> I'm out with the girls. Out with girls. Like she... What do you want? It's just like, yeah. bah, 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 bah. I'm out with the girls. Grandmother bitch. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's like you know uh, Wendy Williams in the importance of being earnest. You know, but, she, but I like the choice for Kendra to be like, I'm British. <laughs> yeah, I'm downtown Abbey. Like it was just, it was so. It was... I mean, so far this is my favorite clip of the season. I think this is so funny. I think she looks hilarious. I get what she was putting down. She's like this spoiled brat alien that then lays an egg and she was going to put it back in her, right? That's what she told them. Mm -hmm. But she had to like eat it instead. I guess that was going to be the filth of it all. But like, I don't know. I compare this look to Eva's 
I know that I might be a little unfair, but like I'm more entertained by this and my eye is more entertained because at least it's not, it's not expected. I'm kind of like, oh, there's a whole narrative and story here that's bigger than the minute that we have. And it makes me intrigued. And much like what Swan said, I think Swan was like, you know, when I look at your look, I'm questioning your choices. And I love that. This also makes me question the choice. It's like, wait a second. Okay, why did she choose this for a sci-fi horror, right? So the horror was going to be the whole egg stuff. And the sci-fi is that she's like this alien monster. And she's literally a monster because she wants more money from her mother. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the the idea is interesting. I think it's similar to how Bitch Puddin was like, well, I'm going to be a waitress in, in space, you know, mm. like, and so like, I'm going to be dressed as a waitress, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you know, so the look is not going to be what, say, someone like Vicky is doing, you Vicky, know, so oh like, God. there is, oh, <clears throat> yeah, so like, the, you know, there is that kind of like, this is drag that is made of clothes, you know, so to speak. And so mm -hmm. I... I think with Kendra, I mean, I think at this point it's just kind of like, yeah, but when everybody else is doing sort of like such higher, like top shelf kind of looks, it makes something like this that is super entertaining feel lesser. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And, and no, at the end of the day, I, I appreciate the boulets for being consistent in the sense that they're like, no, we want the looks to be out of this world. No pun intended. Up the ante, huge, really, really high-level, resurrection-level drag, right? I get that. And I know that's why she was on the bottom. I just, if, if, it, were, if it were me, I would choose between Eva and Abora instead of Kendra, or Kendra and Eva, and I would have sent Eva home. Um, but uh, it would have been nice also if it was Kendra and Abora. Just, just send Abora home. She didn't do the challenge, well, you know, there is the uh, apparently the the rumor or what has been said is that somebody quits the competition. Oh, so maybe okay. <clears throat> maybe Kendra comes back next week after Abora's like, you know, I'm out. Maybe Hoso, Hoso quits. quits so that, Abora, you know, who knows? So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are they setting up? So oh. I don't know. Um all right, it, Mary. All right, yeah. Mary. I love that. I love that. And I will I will just say unapologetically, Mary's, you can disagree with me all you want. I am here for this performance of Kendra's. I'm just like, keep, save, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, this was great. I think, um, I, I think in terms of some of the other looks, I think Hoso, I mean, her looks are always it, there's it, it's reminiscent that there's this like Japanese movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man and it's very different but there's something like like wild and cluttered and frenetic and like mm. um there's just so much going on and like the movie itself the guy ends up being just like turning into this like man made out of like iron pieces and he's and he's just like kind of this sort of consumed by all of this and i just feel like there's something about hoso's drag where it's like she's consumed by the drag yeah i will say this i love hoso i think she's gonna go to the end or they're gonna go to the end i i do wonder are the looks starting to kind of all mold into one uh for me they kind of are and I Sometimes feel bad just saying like, that because, you know. Yeah. You know, like, w wait, which week was this? You know what I mean? Um, and that happened. That didn't really happen until late into season four. But at the same time, it was so different and it was so impeccably done that I didn't notice. But now that we're seeing them again this season, I'm kind of like, all right. At least Abora is bringing very different looks each time. He's doing something different each time. And Hoso, it is, you know, it's it's one through line, and I get that. Um, I don't know. I it's impeccably made. It's it's elaborate. So I have to I have to give flowers. Yeah, I mean the presentations are kind of very similar. There's a lot of like 
you know, side to side floppy movements. You know what I'm talking about? Screaming and all, screaming yeah, and all the fl- yeah. the fabric kind of floats and it's kind of like army mateys, you know, uh-huh. like kind of a pro, you know, hoso sort of a, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of doing it in my chair right now, you know. Uh, it's as if hoso's in the wave pool at Action Park, you know. <laughs> There's always a bit of that, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. There's there's that... Um, oh, it's kind of like when you're on a roller coaster and you're, you're just kind of like... You're going around a bend. I don't know. There's uh-huh. this thing that that Hoso does um, as, as as their performance. Anyway, I, I'm glad that they, they won, but I am more glad, gladder, that Vicky also won. Oh, my God. Okay, so this... Is gonna stay with me, I think, because when when Vicky came out, I was, it was an audible. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my yeah. god! Like yeah. everything about it, down to the pants and boots, that was correct. the The whole allu- like silhouette uh-huh. that she created was mm. so good, and mm. like the presentation, I didn't know where her head was. The arms, I mean, not for nothing, but the music was like mm. the floor show music this week, especially for like Vicky and Coco. Mm. Oh, maybe I can play a little here underneath what we're talking about. Oh my god, that certainly added to it. The the two quotes that I'll pull from this, right? Oh come on. So we're supposed to compete with Universal Studios. And then on top of, the editors put that in there. And then they also gave us Drock saying, well, I'm T. Victoria and everything so far. And it's mm-hmm. just like, when you put that against what they said about um, Kendra, where it was like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like what she you know, brings to the Dragula family, family, but it's like, you know what? You can't get past that type of comment. You can't. Right, right. I mean, it's like similar to like when they're doing the critiques and and Drax is about Astrid. Like, I just think she needs to memorize one or two moves before the mm. floor show. Like, they and then uh, Swan Thule is saying about Vicky, like, I never know what I'm going to get with a Vicky Victoria mm. Black show, and I love that. And it's mm. like these are very different points of view, but honestly completely earned i don't think vicky is being overblown or overhyped i think what she did this week was it was just so good this was like top tier dragula that was so good when you think dragula like this is what i want i want this i want season two um james majesty meets Vicky black meets bitch put in meets a bora like Mm -hmm. god vicky like a disasterina. The baby's Mary. dress. The, the baby's, baby's dress. dress. There is that season was just so fucked up in terms of what they brought. Yeah. Anyway, it's not not to say that like versions of Kendra or versions of I mean Kendra was on it, but um, versions of Coco or Louisiana or uh, Sigourney, right? Like, sure, absolutely, and I want Victoria level. Stuff. Yeah, there was a real something about season two. And like, Ooh. yeah, there really was. I mean, about like that. It was this kind of fucked up drag. And I mm-hmm. think I don't maybe it's just not sticking with me. Certainly like last season, I don't there isn't anything that's really haunting me, even the way that like things from, you know, uh season three sticks you know stick with me there's stuff that hollow Eve did that i'm like oh god oh, I know. you know the one the one clip from season three that that sticks with me more than hollow it's it haunts me the way that he brought this on was landon cider dragging dorothy's body as the tin man oh yes with the axe chopping it up oh i mean mary yeah that sticks with me i'm like that is like gay subversion (laughs) well i think landon's like you know uh tom of finland werewolf you know oh that one i mean that's like okay like that's and obviously like landon was the vicky black of season three absolutely and like you know what's interesting is from season three um louisiana purchases vampire that like pink look 
with like just it was like very simple but there was something about it that was oh i remember this i just loved it yeah like the red hair and like just like this pink corset and i was like oh i just know who this fucked up vampire is so i'm not really yeah i don't know uh it it's it's vicky right now uh for me uh it's just always been i thought it was gonna be a bora this season and i'm kind of like well if a bora continues to do this drama it's just kind of like tainted so who yeah. knows? Maybe they're doing that on purpose, the editors, so that we're okay with her leaving. Because right now I'm okay with Abora leaving. And I didn't think that I would be because I was mad when she went home or when he went home the first week. Yeah, and now I'm kind of like, well, I, I, what we were upset about was like, well, I wanted to see more of Abora. And now we see more of Abora. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, the last thing I just want to say about Vicky is just that like in the editing of the floor show, that final like cut before the cut to black was like uh, like a close up of her face. Mm. And it was just like great editing. And I just went mm. like it was a great I would end a horror movie on a shot like that. Oh, I love it. The editing of the floor show on Dragula is top notch. Yeah. I've rarely been kind of disappointed by it. Sometimes it's a little bit too quick. Um, but then we get these special shots when the boulets are talking about. Yeah, you know, they always fill in the gaps where it's like, don't tr- don't feel like it's like a, you got to like, you know, blink or you'll miss it. You'll see the details later. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, it was, oh God, to know that she made that she it was a custom print and then hand stoned that bodysuit. I was surprised that she wasn't in the top, to be honest. Yeah, she's continuously just been safe. Um, I think there was a part of me that was kind of, and this is more of just my interpreting, you know, the episode. Like last week when they were like, we want to see the real Melissa be fierce. I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, her wearing a mask again this week kind of made me feel like, oh, but I I just, I just want to see a little bit more Melissa. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I I don't know. I understood what they were saying, like performance wise or like the, the energy of the look was very Melissa B. Fierce. But there was something interesting about like, we want to see you. And she comes out in a mask again, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I get that. I think what Melissa B. Fierce's brand is, is just high end details. Well, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't see those. So, um, you know, I, you know, it's very different than a Coco cane. Yeah, you like these big tits? Oh, I <laughs> do like those big tits. I mean, at least she's not ordering her costumes in the mail because Mary Direct is not like that. I loved that you, <laughs> I love that when it was deliberation time, the, <laughs> the guests were so nice. Mm-hmm. They were so nice, especially Alaska. They loved her performance. They're like, oh, we'll just talk about the positive things. And then the boulets just unleashed it. And Swan was like, you are wearing a mail order bodysuit. And it's like, yes, call this out. Be very specific. I don't want to see any goddamn H&M. Exactly. It's like, what the what were you thinking? What were you thinking? I, though I, I guess it's like, Erica, that was a mail order bodysuit. Mm. You know, and and... There, there was is. more done waist up, though. No, least. certainly. I just, I, th- it was an interesting critique of like, but I bet there have been a lot of competitors who are like, oh boy, I'm really glad they didn't see the wish.com tag on this. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. You could true. say that about a, it was an interesting thing to get called out of like, order the bodysuit in the mail, but then don't, I don't want it to look like a bodysuit you got from yeah. the mail, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm being harsh to Eva only because, I don't know. I, I'm going to remember Kendra's performance this week more than Eva's, even though I, you know, Eva is a fabulous performer. Um, I don't know. Even the, the idea, the robot, the thing that she was being, I was kind of like, yeah, this looks kind of expected. I mean, I, I like the eye acting and the face acting. Mm-hmm. I like that we got a heart beeps reference, you know, okay. not for okay. nothing. Uh, are you familiar with heart beeps? No, I thought you were just saying like uh, in the in the ER it goes beep. beep oh beep. no, it's this movie. I've actually never seen it, but I it's it's like on a list. Um, it's from 1981. It's called Heart Beeps, and it's about two household robots that run away and try to start a family. And it stars Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters. Oh, 
Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters? Yeah, they play the robots, and then Randy Quaid's in it. Christopher Guest is in it. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm trying to get any of their names you, you would know. Mary Warren and Paul Bartel. I think I need a heartbeep. Yeah, heartbeeps. So uh, I don't think it's a movie we ever need to do on this podcast, but I just think like if we don't make these references, you know what happens. We lose these references, so... We certainly do. Yeah. Um, it, it's important to note that while I'm defending Kendra to to the death, I do agree. Like, you can't win on Quirk's personality and performance alone, which is why I think you know it's like okay, put Eva in the bottom, right? I don't know if Abora's look was that good. Why did you put her in the bottom? I think with Kendra, it's like we've given you feedback and you haven't taken it. Oh, I see. You know, yeah, right. with with Eva, it's like she won last week. She, the look faltered this week, but the performance was good. Like, it's just the marks weren't, you know, uh, I think I, I understood. I think there's something in all these competitions where it's like, if you've repeatedly gotten feedback and you don't show that you're taking it, that's like club kid shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, the club kid shoes. Yeah. There are things that are like that for them. For yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. so when Hoso won, I was like. Okay. Well, I guess the, I said, "Oh, they can't. They can't let her win every week." That, yeah, that's what they it was. They can't let Vicky win every week. I. It, that's the only thing that went through my mind. And then we got. Whoop. Yep. Just kidding. Uh, we can let her win if we let somebody else win as well. So this was absolutely correct. I think Hosos was fine, but it was like Vicky standing right there. Vic, yeah, I know, I know. And then when they did the double feature, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because it's like, how could you not reward this? Yeah. Um, you know, the culture, I mean, I kind of think we've we've covered, a, I mean, it's oh, really it just, all Astrid. it's yeah. all Astrid drama, you know, and then everyone kind of gives their case for why Abora should go home and she <laughs> then calls everyone fucking cunts and suddenly they're so offended. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you're offended by that? So I'm kind of like, what else did Astrid say? <laughs> you know? Um, to me, though, I mean, we we get back to... Did you have any other thoughts on the cauldron? No. Okay. So this I th- this is where I actually... Like, my favorite part of the episode. Oh, right. Okay. It's not that... It's not just that. It's something... So oh. uh, there's, there's, a, there's an appetizer, and then there's a main course. So... It's down to Abora and Kendra bottom two. And this is, you know, again, Abora is just giving me Laura Dern all season. And I felt like in this clip, she went like full on Diane Ladd is confused, Laura Dern. I really thought I was going to win this challenge. And here I am walking the staircase of souls again. Staircase of souls again is Laura Dern. Uh, But more importantly, they get up there. And then, you know, they say Kendra's name and, and when Kendra drops and Astrid screams and it's like the end of the hours when Ed Harris rolls out the window oh and Meryl God. screams. No. And I was like, oh, my God, that is I rewound it so many times. It was such a cool moment of Astrid screaming. Astrid. <laughs> no, not Astrid. Abora, Abora, Abora. I keep saying Astrid. I mean, Abora. Oh, oh, okay. Because I don't remember this at all. Oh, okay. Sorry. I here I was saying all this. I feel like I should just. No, I'm not going to re-record it. I meant Abora the whole time. Abora is up there with her arms crossed, and you know, and they're waiting, and then they say, you know, Kendra Onyx, and as she drops, Abora screams. Can you kind of emulate the scream or? It's you can't really hear it. It's more of a visual. So. Yeah, it's like a startled scream. It's like if somebody like shot a gun in the house, you know, or it's like when Meryl (laughs) Streep screams when Ed Harris rolls out of the window at the end of the hours. Yeah. Um, Of course, I thought that was Astrid. Astrid's going to love that I I compared her to Meryl Streep by accident. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I hope she's not listening. Oh, God, I know. I hope none of them are listening. Oh, God. And so. For that reason, I have to give my BSA to Abora because these are the like little human micro moments that I live for is Abora screaming when Kendra, dro- Kendra drops and then oh, like, wow. putting her face in her hand and that being the end. I It's Kendra all the way to me for that performance on the floor show. I just like the, the audacity to come out there and do that with that inflection and 
so committed to the character. Like, she's in her own world. I love that. I think that is so gay, so queer. She was, I mean, you know, uh, I I won't put any flowers on her grave yet because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't Mm. know if a boar is going to say, you know what? I almost jumped in after her. So... Uh, this is for you, Hoso. Yeah, this is for you, Hoso. The only way I can heal from this love triangle is to extract myself from this love triangle. Oh, my God. That would be, you know, I miss the exterminations in the sense, not the challenge, but like, you know, the final can't be, you got a hunter, you know, at the end. Uh-huh, yeah. I miss those um, because I think it would it, it would be cool to see Abora offing herself. You know, if they like did that, mm-hmm. oh as, sure, as like the sure. ending, they filmed that of, little bit, yeah, yeah, instead of the murder, and it's like, no, she's sending her, he's sending himself home, and we have to make a horror version of that. I don't know, that would be kind of a interesting way to go out, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the one thing with this like dropping to the pit of hell thing, they haven't re- there isn't it's a weird moment because it's like the dramatic tension is waiting to see what name they're going to say, but it, it doesn't have the same buildup of a lip sync for your life. Like there needs to be something else before this moment. It doesn't even have the same buildup of project runway where it's like, you're just going down the line saying you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you know, like there's something about this that's, it's missing a beat, you know? And so I kind of feel like those exterminations kind of created a beat, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm again, I'm just like, I know it's Dragula Titans. It's going to be different. And if you don't have the two bookends that made this show so different than Drag Race, eh, I don't know. Well, and think about what they could have an hour episode and 15 minutes of it doesn't have to be the love triangle. I know. Or, you know, know. 15, maybe they, they, they could squeeze another seven minutes of Coco making her gun, you know? Yeah, I think we're judging harshly. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why they're not doing things. Uh, I'm not listening to the Boulez podcast because I don't want it to inform my thoughts and discussions. I felt like that was happening last season with me. But uh, I'm sure they have a lot of reasons why things are different and why they like why they like it. Um, who knows? I do know from a Mary that was recommending their podcast. So Mary's out there. Go listen to the Boulez podcast. Get the tea. But they are they did spill tea about Hollow Eve and how Hollow Eve is like the reason why season three gets a bad rap because of Hollow Eve and then speaking out against the show and speaking out against the Boulets and um, and all of that. Uh, and they they spilled it all on their podcast. Maybe I'll go back and maybe listen to something not Titans related because I really like them and would, and I love their little podcasty moments on the episode. But yeah, I I kind of feel like with Drag Race, where it's like I don't want to watch the pit stop before I mm-hmm. like take notes and we record because I'm just going to be. They're going to tell us head. what to think, right? Yeah, Essentially, yeah, they're telling us how to think about it, and you know, granted, there's context that they're giving, which is fine, but I want to just watch the show as as a fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and come with a fresh point of view. But um yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. You know, I just had a note at the top of my notes. This is a carryover from last week's episode, but I I think I now really enjoy when Eva holds up her broom and goes, "Blessed be." I just I love the strain, the blessed be of it all. So I just wanted to give that a moment of airtime. Blessed be. Yeah. Blessed be. Ugh. Love Ferusabalk. Anyway, um, did you figure out, Mary, the quote from Handmaid's Tale that you were confusing? I think it was just blessed be the fruit, and I was just hearing blessed be, and, you know, um, you know, and then, and that's a great drag name, blessed be. B-E-A. Yeah. I'm blessed be. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you know, I'm busted queen. I'm blessed Uh be. Right, right, right. Blessed be. But it's like B. Arthur. Blessed be Arthur. Yeah, B. E. A. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Blessed Beatrice. Yeah, yeah. Blessed Beatrice straight. All right, Mary. We are going to end our uh, podcast there. If you have any thoughts on Dragula season, Titans episode three, not four. You can reach out to us on Instagram at All Right Mary Podcast. Sorry, All Right Mary Pod. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or find me on Instagram at Johnny also. 
And you can hear more of me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, dedicated to uh, all things Best Supporting Actresses. Or you could find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, or you can get more of both of us on Patreon, including our coverage of Drag Race UK. Uh, I mean, there's like 300 episodes, you know, just at the old at the at the Sister Mary's level, or you could be in Only Mary's for ten dollars, and you would get so many deep dives. I mean, talking about you know, Bowsette doing ass to mouth, you're gonna learn a whole lot more <laughs> on the yeah. Only Mary's level uh, about. Uh, Your is to- gonna make me come. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ass to mouth at the Only Mary's level, and so <laughs> that's all at Patreon.com/slash. <laughs> all right, Mary, you gotta warn him. <laughs> don't overpromise, but also don't don't undersell it. No, we'll sure. we'll just wait till the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Marys. Thanks so much for listening. Our uh, last chance floor show this week is none other than Bjork's Earth Intruders. I feel like this is a song I could see Hoso doing a floor show to or anybody with a lot of like like dangly floppy things on their look. Oh yeah, I'm doing the movement right now. I'm in the wave pool. I I lost my my floaty. <laughs> All right, Marys, we will see you next time. Happy November. Party party tatins. We're so feet something. We're so feet marching, grinding skeptics.